Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on, everybody? Friday, we are back in the building, back in the house. Grifka's in the building. Grifka, it's Friday. Talk to the people. Oh, yes, Friday, man. Beautiful weekend. Dog days of summer. That's why I love living in the state. And? Thank God it's Friday. (laughs) What's the abbreviation? (laughs) TGIF. There we go. Um, Grifka, man, uh, lots going on. Um, we are recording here before we get to this preseason game, but, uh, what the heck's going on with the lions that you want to talk to me? Cause I'm, I'm fired up, man. I'm ready to get after you today. I'm ready to have some fun on this show. Let's do this thing. Um, yeah, just a few things that, um, I've read, you know, when that's been happening at camp and, uh, just wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, just read, was it Joe, Joe Dahl, you know, he's competing for that, uh, guard, that kind of that open guard position. And, uh, he just got a two year extension. Uh, do you think that means anything, or do you think they're just kind of using them as uh, depth, or is this just kind of spreading out the money, making it a little easier to cut them, less of a salary cap hit? Uh, what do you think about this two-year extension that Joe Dahl just got? Oh, boy, Griff Craig, i got to start off the podcast with this. Uh, you, you've listened to the show, right? You've been on the show with me in the past? A couple times. Is this a real question? Yes, it is a real question. Considering we were <laughs> okay, questioning if he was going to make the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so barring, I think you would know my answer. That's terrible. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> that that, <laughs> that was my take when I saw this come across Twitter. Like, I got in a big back and forth with some of our great Lions fans. Shout out Arthur. Um, gosh, I forget the other guy's Twitter handle that was um, backing up Joe Dahl. Like he was some type of all pro. And I'm kind of like, I'm listening to him. And, you know, they had, they're drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. I mean, we got, we got to respect that, right, Grifka? Of course, always. Drink it in, man. I mean, they got a huge bucket of Kool-Aid because they're going on. Oh, Joe Dahl, he's a developing player. He's uh, he's gaining strength. He's, he could start at left guard this year or in 2020. Um, It's a good signing because it's probably not for much money. And I'm sitting there listening to these guys. Like, again, respect all the fans out there. Respect the people that are, um, you know, loving up on our lines. And, and me, the guy that's usually positive about everything. I'm sitting there listening going, Joe Dahl was drafted in the fifth round, I believe, fifth or sixth. I believe it was the fifth. He came from a a college where all they did was pass block. The guy was undersized. All he did was pass block. We bring him in here to to kind of be an interior run type uh, offensive guard type. So he spends three years trying to develop that. You know, we we did the whole gimmick about we kept hearing, you know, the good job, Joe Dahl never played. Then we had some injuries on the O-line. He played. 
Was he great? I don't think so. Was he serviceable? Yes. I mean, uh, the guy's never done anything in the league for three years, and people were acting like this is some genius move by Bob Quinn. BQ, my man, I love what the guy does. I'm sitting there going, you know, uh, is it just me or I'm looking at this signing just going absolutely this? Well, the freaking dog. It's Joe freaking doll. I'm like <laughs> sitting there going, did did we just sign the next uh, next guy to go to Canton? You know, often like so. So at the end of the day, I mean, all all kidding aside, like to me, if you got Joe Doll at a great number for two more years, of course he could be a depth swing interior type guard with some tackle ability. Great, good for you. Do I hope he gets out and finally plays well? Sure. Have I have I seen anything from him as an NFL player that that tells me that's going to be the case? Absolutely not. So I I kind of just shook my head at this and just thought, uh, you know, I I'd definitely be 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 taking whatever they gave Joe Dahl, even if it was a mill or two a year, and and putting that towards the old snacks and slay money or you know keeping that piggy bank full because as i told arthur i think it was i said bro if, if they cut joe doll right now or next year that there's no big line for joe doll there's nobody clamoring beating down our door for joe doll like you, you're going to be able to get him next year you're going to be able to get him three years from now like nobody's excited about this guy why because he's never done anything now Hopefully he's been in that weight room. He's he's going to take a huge leap forward, and I'd love him to start over Kenny Wiggins. Great. Good for him. But I, I don't see it until I actually see this guy in a football uniform doing things that are actually somewhat impressive and haven't seen that, and we're going on year four now. Now I'm done. It's okay. Um, that was a good take. I mean, I kind of felt the same way. I'm just like, okay. I mean, we've been so you. Some... I agree with you. Um, I've been hearing – some few things, you know, yeah, he's competing, he's doing better. Then I'm watching the NFL Network because the Patriots are in Allen Park, so they're there for the Patriots naturally. But uh, they're, they're talking about the Lions here and there. And at one point that shows the projected starting lineup for the Lions and showed their offense because, you know, they were chatting with Matt Stafford. And their offensive line, they had, you know, you know, obviously Decker and Wagner at the tackles. At center, they had Glasgow. At uh, left guard, they had Ragnow. And at right guard, they had Abushi. And I'm just like, where are these guys getting their information from? I mean, because we're reading stuff like, you know, Wiggins is going to be that. You know, Ragnall's taking a bunch of snaps at center. I'm also reading a few things that Glasgow's actually taking more snaps with kind of like the second team offensive line. Once again, probably just trying out Wiggins and Abushi. And, you know, I completely understand that. But, um, like, Joe Dahl, like, wasn't even mentioned. They'd even bring this guy up, but. <laughs> who who yeah. had that Who had that crazy offensive line? Who, where'd that you get that from? Line? That was the NFL Network. I'm, I wasn't lying 24-7, are you sure? No, I am positive. That was NFL Network because Charlie Casserly was talking about oh, like, how the offense is going to be improved. And I'm just like, first, I'm not a huge Charlie Casserly fan, but he loves Baker Mayfield. He loves Baker Mayfield. But beyond that, that's for the last show. <laughs> Smart man. Um, but anyways, like Joe Dahl, like you said, it's just like, Okay, I mean, if Joe Dahl's out there, I mean, he's going to be working next to Brandon Pettigrew and, you know, at the same bowling alley, you know. He's going to be the guy only in the lanes on Friday night. So, um, okay, I mean, you know, Joe Dahl, I'm, you know, congrats on the money, you know, but um, if anything, he's just going to be a depth guy. So, like you said, in four years I've been here, I haven't seen him turn into anything that's going to make me remember, you know, any great offensive guard, you know, you know, Bill Freilich or anybody like that. So, uh, uh, so 
congrats on the on the money, Joe Dahl. That's I guess I gotta say that. So good, good, good job, Joe Dahl. You better now actually play football. Yeah. Uh, one other quick thing I wanted to mention to you. Uh, I just read this uh, as well, and I, you know, Justin Coleman is um he's not having that great of camp. He's actually been demoted to the second team. And he's actually been, you know, kind of getting burned on, you know, by a few of the second team offensive wide receivers. Um, is this just kind of like getting his feet wet? Is this maybe one of those things where maybe, you know, Matt Pat and, the, you know, Mother Hubbard are just trying to get a fire lit underneath him? Uh, wh- what do you think about this? Does this make you kind of like wonder, you know, what we paid him? You know, maybe regret that or is this just kind of, you know, nothing, no worry to you at all? Grifka, you already know that I'm not worried about this type of dumb crap, but I do have a sound effect for most Lions fans when you bring this up because they fall in the same trap you do on this type of garbage. (laughs) That's Lions Nation when they hear our new nickel corner at nine-some million bucks is, is, oh, he's not playing well. Oh, I mean... is he on the second team? You know, this sounds like a Dave Burkett question to me, Grifka. And speaking of, I saw this numbskull today in the background of a YouTube video with his stupid fishing hat on with the big Spartan S. Are you freaking kidding me, man? Let's get some professionalism with some of these people, man. Uh, really a fishing hat uh, in a normal, just everyday life. Who does that? Anyway, um, back, back to Coleman. Like, again, I, I fall for none of this crap. Like, okay, the guy's new. He, he's getting his feet under him. You know, I, there's there's nothing to this. This guy's going to be good. They've been kind of playing him on the outside due to other injuries. We all know from the get-go that he's a, he's a nickel inside slot-type corner. When they put him there, when the real bullets are flying, he's going to be excellent. Um, I, I think this is all just a bunch of nothing right now. Yeah, it's uh, like you said, they've been playing him outside, and I think that was one of those things they were trying, just to see if it was like, yeah, this guy can be that, even though, you know, me and you have talked on past shows, I mean, we really need help, the Lions really need help at nickel, so I'm not saying they can just shove anybody else on the other side, opposite Slay, and they'll be fine. I, yeah, I think they were just kind of trying him out there, seeing exactly where it was, in case there was injuries, you know, and they can fill the nickel spot maybe a little easier, you know, if they slide Coleman over. Um, but I, I believe the defense will be better if Coleman is playing that nickel spot as opposed to, you know, the number two cornerback. So, uh, you know, I didn't put too much into this either. You know, once again, though, I, you know, the, the headline caught me, like you said, you know, you can play that music again because I'm just like, what? And then I like read it and I'm like, yeah, that's probably all it is. You know, maybe that's what it is. You know, Coleman, you know, he signed big money, came in thought he had everything kind of wrapped up. Maybe it is just kind of lighting a fire underneath him, you know, uh, you know, but uh, like you said, when the bullets start flying, come the regular season, I, I think he'll be out there and he'll be playing as well as he has before. So um, I'm not too worried about it at that point. That's that, that's that Lions 24-7 headline garbage when Griff just stops in his tracks. I, I need to play that after every one of these Friday questions you give me where yeah. it's just like sky is falling. Grifka's worried. He's worried. He's making the Kool-Aid drinkers worried about nothing. And Justin Coleman will be the best interior cornerback we've had in about a decade. Yeah, but how can Lions 24-7 be wrong? They're obviously covering them 24-7. It's right in the name. Gosh. That's a valid point. Yeah, see, they probably have all the insiders. You know, it's probably my buddy who calls me at three in the morning, lets me know what's happening in Allen Park. You know, Absolutely. You just you just can't give me his name. I'm like, who is this? Okay. Loser. <laughs> that would be 
would be sweet <laughs> if that came across one time. Yeah, this is loser. What? Oh, loser. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do this. Um, before, there's a few other topics I want to cover, you know, just go over things. But how, we, uh, how about uh, we take a break here and uh, get a word from our sponsors? Does that sound good? Let's get them in, no doubt. Come back and see what else you got for me, Griff. I'm ready for you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners? By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team, just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking... Free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your metal. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code KOOLAID, one word lowercase, promo code KOOLAID, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey everybody, we're back. Uh, just uh, want to cover a few things here. Got a couple questions for Derek for a couple things that I noticed this week. Um, I know uh, he's a big fan of PFF, and they do you know they do ratings of everything. And they at some point right after the draft, they put uh, ratings out of certain positions uh, for each team, and they rank them and how they feel. Um, I want to start with this, Derek, and I, I just want to let you know. I, I want to get your opinion on if this ranking is maybe too high, too low. Sounds about right, but. Um, PFF, you know, after the draft, they rated the Lions' run defense as the fifth best run defense in the league, and they put them the overall defense at number twelve. Um, but the fifth best, that, the fifth best was actually the second best run defense in the division. They actually have, I think, if, if I remember correctly, they had the Bears rated the number one run defense. But uh, so number five run defense. I mean, do you think that's accurate? You think it's maybe too high, maybe too low? You think they're better than the Bears? And what about twelfth overall? I know we've talked, you know, try to get this defense, you know, in the top 10, you know, 12 to 15, somewhere like that. So, uh, you know, what do you think? Do you think PFF is correct on this? You know, maybe a little off? 
Is this from last year or they're projecting for 2019? This is projecting for 2019 after the draft. They do these rankings after the draft. Um, hmm. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't I don't see much wrong with those numbers. I mean, uh, again, I think when we were talking, you know, top 10, top eight, that was, uh, you know, best case scenario. That was, you know, before we, we pulled in a Mike Daniels. So, you know, putting them at, at, at 12 overall before they have really done anything. I don't have a huge issue with when it comes to run defense at number five. I mean, that just seems that, that seems like we should be very happy with that. I mean, uh, we were really good in the run last year, but have have a, you know, an organization like PFF that all they do is basically break down every play of every game, like to be able to say that they're projecting us to be the fifth team and run defense. I mean, seems like something we can hang our hat on and, and try to win football games with that type of run stuffing overall defense. And like I say, I, I would take those numbers and think that with a Mike Daniels and with some uh, better corner play, but <clears throat> Justin Coleman and others that I think that, uh, you know, we have a, a higher ceiling than that as well, but uh, definitely take that right off the bat. And I had no issues. Yeah. Do you think the bears being the best one? I believe if I remember correctly, they had the Vikings somewhere like, like around 12 or 13, and they had the Packers down in like the low 20s, I think like 21 or 22, somewhere in that ballpark right there. Um, Lions second best run defense. Um, yeah, number five. I'm real happy with that. Uh, still, I think the Bears number one. And, you know, like you said, PFF they do all the breakdown of everything, but still, I'm like you know, I you know me, I always think the Bears are a little overrated. I still think they suck, no matter what. But uh, you know, so they're uh, not. Uh, they're, they're not, not that, that great. Um... They're not that great. Exactly. So, uh, fifth best run defense. Um, you know, I was just, you know, reading the article that, like I said, this is before Mike Daniel. So, I mean, even with him, they could probably bump it up maybe a couple spots with him. And even that, that would uh, bump the total defense up, you know, to the top 10, maybe that we're looking for right there. But, you know, it's a good starting point right there. It's kind of, um, especially total defense, a little under the radar. I mean, middle of the pack, you know, gives us, uh, gives us teams something to like really shoot for. You know, like you said it before, they're pros. They really don't need bulletin board, but bulletin board material. They know what they're about. They know, they know what they can do. Now it's just a matter of um, the defensive coordinator, you know, mother Hubbard putting them in the right position, you know, right schemes to, um, fully get the most amount of uh, most amount of the talent that this defense has but uh number five run defense i mean it's been what you know not since like the endemic and sue defense where they you know they magically lost to the cowboys in the playoffs somehow in that rigged playoff game where they've had like that good a run defense so uh number five you know real happy with that myself and uh you know with daniels on the team i think just you might even be able to bump that up into maybe the top three so uh maybe that's just me drinking cool i don't eat the cornbread so you know feel free to uh ping me on that and let me know if i if i'm uh, way uh, way out of bounds on that drink it in uh... exactly cornbread okay um uh, next one i got for you um this one always deals with something that uh, we always want to talk about we're always looking for this this uh this group to get better once again after the draft the uh, pff uh, has uh rated the detroit lions offensive line 15th overall you know middle of the pack um once again looking for him to improve 15 how do you feel about that number oh the good old offensive line grifka um you know i'm sure the people are waiting on the edge of their chair for your take or you're gonna go you know crack on three or four of our offensive linemen who are much more than uh, above average good football players so i can't wait for that take but uh 
my whole thing with the offensive line is I think Bob Quinn's had a great plan. He's he's come in here, he's drafted, he's went free agency, he's added good football players. Have they played at the absolute top of their game, like elite, you know, offensive line? Absolutely not. But I mean, in 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 some, if not maybe more situations than not, have they been, you know, better than I would say I've seen Lions lines in the past? I mean, I think so, and I think they have upside. So to put them in the middle, basically, of the NFL with probably an upside to be twelve to fifteen range, yeah. I mean, I think I, I don't think this is going to be a top eight offensive line, maybe even not a top 10, but can they be right in that upper middle end of the, of the league? Of course they can. Cause Taylor Decker is a good football player. Frank Ragnow at center should be much better in his second year. Glasgow's a solid player and, and Rick Wagner uh, does what he needs to do as a right tackle for the most part. Uh, you know, I, now you can go ahead and crack on his contract and tell us how um, Taylor Decker relates to a former lion. That was actually a very good football player most of the time too. So go ahead and three, two, one. Child, please. 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 Uh, 15. Um, I can live with 15, but like you said, I mean, there's a few guys, I mean, I, I mean, for you're talking about how good you know or you know above average we go, guys people. are. I mean, I, once again, I mean Taylor Decker, he'll be out there playing. You know, he's 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 okay. I mean, he's not the best left tackle in the world. He's not the worst, but he's completely average. Um, Griff, could Ta- Taylor Decker when he sees you? Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyway, I don't see that happening, but uh, I just might be able to bull rush him, put him on his knees like the guy from the Patriots did at practice. And okay. Anyway, um, Rick <laughs> Wagner. I mean, I know PFF they rate they rate them all, and you know I still kind of question their ratings because he seems to be like a turnstile every once in a while. Makes me wonder. And yeah, you're right. He gets paid an awful lot, an awful lot. And uh, you know we've talked about that. He may he, a couple years from now, or even next year, he might be one of those uh, cap casualties simply for the amount of money that he makes. And, uh, what? Uh, that, that you're you're going to get rid of Rick Wagner, isn't that right, Griffka? That's your that's your big plan is to get rid of a good Next football year. player. Next year, and go go okay. with your go with your guy Crosby, who who's cheap. He's cheap, you know. So uh, we can save some money there. Um, <laughs> okay. Like you said, Frank Ragnow, he's playing center is his natural position. Um, I believe he will improve this year. Don't know if he will be Pro Bowl status though, but uh, if um. He he keeps he keeps taking you know leaps and bounds forward. You know he will be a solid player for this offensive line. Graham Glasgow he's um he's um solid enough to move but you know center to guard, play either guard position. Smart enough to be able to play it as well. Um, once again, just a hole at the other side. Like I mentioned, NFL Network it had a Bushy there. Other things, other people say Wiggins will be there. Um, it doesn't sound like the uh, any of the rookie free agents are really competing or showing a whole lot in training camp right now to win that spot. So uh, 15, I mean, I can I can live with 15th um, right now. Uh, you know, it could be one of those things where if if uh, Ragnar doesn't develop, it'll obviously be a little lower. But if he develops, he could you know probably bump up. Like you said, I don't see top 10. I think maybe right now the highest this uh, offensive line could go is maybe like 12th. And that, that would be, uh, I think, playing kind of a little bit above their heads. But once again, that's just my opinion. Everybody feel free to ping me on that if you think I'm jumping the shark on that. 
at at Grifka DKC everybody and Grifka let's just let's just put this right on the table for the people so we can get this on record. So you just went on a big diatribe. You sort of repeated almost half my take, but um, you you basically went down the offensive line for our Detroit Lions and you basically said that each one of them are not that um, they're not that. Uh, what's that phrase you use all the time? They could stand room for improvement. <laughs> Go ahead and say it for the people, Grifka, so we have it on hey, record. You think the Lions' Taylor offensive Taylor line Decker, is what? Taylor Decker, you're not that great. <laughs> and you went in. You make an awful lot of money, so you got to play a little better. So right now, you're not playing that great. <laughs> and what would you say about Frank Ragnall? Might as well keep it going. No, he needs to improve. I believe he'll take he'll take leaps and bounds if he's play if he back in his natural position. I believe Graham Glasgow is um smart enough player, good enough player to be able to you know commute back to uh, the left guard position or even right guard if they're looking to fill that hole. It's just right now filling in the right guard. I believe you know like I said, Abushi, um, Wiggins looking for that spot right there. That is probably right now the weak link, the weakest link in the in the offensive line. So who's ever playing right there right now is not playing that great. <laughs> what what is going to make you happy with the offensive line? You you're like every other fan where you're going, I don't know that right or left guard. I mean, we got to get that figured out. Uh, do you want five pro bowlers or or what's going to make you happy because you you're saying Frank Ragnow that he's not not that great and he's also not great. So, what is he? Because uh we drafted him in a good spot. He plays he's, he's pretty okay good football. Right he he's okay right now. He's average right now, but once again, he's a first-round pick, so you want him to be your stalwart, you know, your Rocker Gibraltar there at center. So, I mean, the second year going in there, what, what is so funny about that? If that's what you're looking for, you, I mean, like I said, you want you want a Marquise Pouncey, you want a Nick Mangold right there, you want a Mike Webster right there. I mean, that's what you want. Mike I mean, is he Mike Webster? Not even close, considering Mike <laughs> Webster's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I, I'm, I mean, glad you're just I'm laughing at your take. I'm glad you're happy with a bunch of average guys out there. You want They brought Bevel in to improve the run game. If the run game's improved either by scheme and by the players doing it, fine, cool. I will live with that. But, you know, seeing, seeing where we have rush games of 67 yards, I mean, yeah, there was a few games last year where, uh, where Carrion busted some runs off. Cool, got over 100 yards. Sweet, awesome. But there, we also had a lot of games as well, as you saw, you know, where the run game was ineffective. So I'm not saying we got to, you know, put up 150, 200 yards rushing every game. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, when this team is throwing up 58 yards rushing, that's not going to cut in the pros. You got to be you're getting close to, you know, 100 yards, cracking 100 yards. That's what this team needs. So, yeah, that would make me happy since you just asked. But, yeah, would I take five pro bowlers on the offensive line? Who wouldn't? Of course. Duh. I mean, I know, you would, I know you wouldn't want five pro bowlers because they would cost too much and it would affect every aspect of the team. Oh, gosh, we need to trade them away so we can have a great fifth wide receiver or a great fourth down back. So, whatever. Okay, well, we appreciate the rant, Griffin, and the passion, but the main reason I laughed at you is because you said Rocket Gibraltar, which who says that in real real life? Nobody. I, I don't know. I was about to say, do you want to give us a history lesson on that? But, uh, you know, I don't know that we have time. But you got any fun facts about that? Tommy, about go Rocket... back to school for seven years and study a globe and find out where the Rocket Gibraltar is. And, you know, okay. Come on, why don't you enlighten the people for a second? No, I'm not going to do that. Let's move on to the next question. Okay, well, last rating. What's that? Okay. I was going to come back at you about your offensive line take because you just you just feel like 
you, you, I don't know. You're running yourself in circles. Like, okay, we spent all these resources on offensive line, but because they don't they don't dominate football every week, you think that uh, two or three of them are no good. What do you want to do? You just want to go in the draft and uh, go take another one? Like, how many times have we did we did that with the fifteenth uh, pick? The Lions select another offensive lineman because Grifka's not happy with what he has. Like. All these guys have to do is play better, Grifka. You you don't go out and just look for these dominant players just because you're weak at a couple positions. And you undersell everybody. They don't have a dominant game. Oh, he's not that great. He's not good. It's just like these guys show up and they, they fit the mold. They all are a good unit. They just have to step their game up a little bit more and they'll be good. But like, there's a few I don't know what your been, issue is. There's, there's a few guys that have been here for a while that should be showing something. I mean – Rick Wagner, obviously, he's been around a long time. Taylor Decker, he's kind of like we kind of know what he is. Yeah, I mean, these guys aren't turnstiles. They all you do is you do the Grifka. You only notice the one time they get beat. What about the other f- forty times where they're solid at their position? Oh, I guess you missed those plays. Solid. Like I said, Jeff Jeff Backus and Taylor Decker are the exact same tackle. I mean, neither one of them were Lomas <sighs> Brown. And I know I know you're a big fan of Lomas Brown, and we did see him at practice. Walking in. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so, but neither one of them are. Lomas Brown was better than both Jeff Backus and Taylor Decker. I mean, Taylor Decker is exactly the same as Jeff Backus. They're average okay, we, tackles. We heard, you. we heard that day. I don't even want to hit the bell. You've done that take so much. But let's well, keep you, moving. You but all I want to say. Guys, you oversell guys. You're like, oh, because they play for the Lions. If this guy played on the Cardinals, if, if Taylor Decker played on the Cardinals, you would think you'd be like, yeah, he's not that great. But he plays for the Lions, and all of a sudden he's wearing the Honolulu blue, and you think he's, you know, he's out there. He's like the, you know, the Great Wall of China out there. I mean, no, it's just he's not. He, he's, you know, look at his warts. He's, he's average. Okay, he's average at best. Griffka, you, you give us a history lesson on the Great Wall of China for the people. Well, even the Great Wall of China couldn't keep out the Mongols. Ah! No, you don't like that cup. I don't like that cup. Not a very good cup. All right, can we move on now? Sure. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> the people okay. are so edu- educated, thanks to you, Grifka. You're just, you're just enlightening, helping everybody out. I appreciate Like I that. said, I'm not dumbing down my vocabulary and my history because we have very smart listeners, okay? They know what I'm talking about. Everybody, Washington, Southern team. Below the Mason-Dixon. <laughs> get, 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 get your atlas out of your glove box and look it up. Okay. Next one. Okay, last one I have a question for you. Uh, NFL.com did this one, and they do this every year. Obviously, they, they pick every team's triplets. Obviously, it's quarterback, best running back, and the best wide out tight end. And um, they rated the Lions triplets as 19th in the NFL. And uh, per the article, they used um, they used uh, Matt Stafford, Carrion Johnson, and they went with Kelly Gallagher. Who was the third one, Griffco? We got to get uh, that in. Uh, Kenny Galladay was the third one they used as their best wide receiver. Now, during the article, I did read that they, you know, they did hint at Marvin Jones, and they actually did hint at your boy T.J. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, but they went with Kenny Galladay. So, uh, 19th. Um, once again, that's you know, kind of middle of the pack on the low side of of the middle. But uh, what do you think about 19th? Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean. I don't know. I'm torn on it because 
you know, they haven't done it yet, so I, I'm hesitant to put them in that 12, 15, top 10 range. But those, especially Carrion and, and Candy Boy, I mean, they've got really high ceilings and they're just not household names. So 19th overall, I mean, the take to me in general, I mean. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful. I mean, I think. I don't know. I mean, I'm really curious this year to see Kenny Boy because I was high on him. He stepped up. He played great. He's made plays in practice. Just what's his ceiling? Because this guy is such a good interview. He seems to have his head on so straight. He looks like such an athlete in a uniform. He can do everything. But will we max out his potential? And what is it? Is his potential like, you know, kind of in that top 10 receiver range? Or is he middle of the pack receiver on a team that doesn't throw it that much? So to me, in that situation, Kenny is the wild card. Kenny's the swing guy. If he blows up and he's just unguardable and, and just housing people, I mean, we know Carrion is going to do his thing, or at least we think so if, if he doesn't get injured. And then... And then good old Matt Stafford, man. Like, uh, I have really no idea what we're going to see. There's been so, so many mixed reports and what the offense is going to be. But I'd love to see the old Matt Stafford back. I'll tell you that, where he's got moxie. He's throwing it around. He's uh, talking some trash. He's um, leading this football team, being gritty, being grimy. Like, uh, I think if he's that, Kenny is the explosive athlete that he appears to be and carry on anything, the running back that we saw against Miami. Look out, you know, uh, they could definitely be in that top. Gosh, I'm just going to put them at, you know, at like 12 as their ceiling right now. But, you know, they could they could continue to climb up. But I mean, 12, 15, again, seems like a fair range, but 19 is a little too low. It's actually pitiful, as Jim Moore said. <laughs> pitiful. Um, my take, I believe this 19th ranking hinges a lot on what Matt Stafford has done where he's kind of, like you said, he, he's kind of lost that swagger over the last couple of years. He's kind of been the check down Charlie and um, they haven't really driven the ball down the field, you know, with a lot of deep passes, you know, every once in a while you see one, but it just doesn't seem to be a big part of the game plan. Maybe Bevel will change that. I know they're trying to do the, uh, you know, a lot more of the play action, establish a run, draw the safeties up where they can take the shots down the field. So I believe that 19th ranking is pretty much based a lot of it, you know, it's heavily weighted to what Matt Stafford is right now. And, you know, like you said, you know, the other two, you know, they're still young, you know, what ceiling do they have? Um, it's like one of those things like this, I, I, I don't want to say I, I fear, fear is like the wrong word. If this, if this team had like a younger quarterback, you know, if they were rating like Johnson and Galladay with like Jared Goff, if they were rating them, you know, with somebody like that, you know, I, I believe the number would be higher. But uh, I think right now, there's a, they're all based on Matt Stafford, you know, and where they feel he is at. And I don't know if he's the one, I want to say, anchoring, you know, you know, holding them back. But if they're going to continue to keep Matt Stafford kind of caged and not let him sling the ball around, you know, and keep him all like, you know, safe, you know, keep your completion percentage high by, you know, looking for the dump pass out of the backfield or like out in the flat, then, yeah, 19 sounds about right. But if you're going to let him sling the ball around and um, offensive line is going to open up holes for carry on and yeah, has, you know, you know, monster games like he did against Miami and turns into the, the, the bell cow that we're, um, that we're really looking for, you know, that's going to be one of those things where, yeah, 
you know, up there, you know, 11, 12, 13. That, that's a very possibility for this group right there. And the reason I hedged on it, too, is because 19, even though I said it's pitiful because of the type of talents I think some of these players are, like, on the flip side of that coin, on the Grifka side, like, you know, the way they've played, especially last year, the way the offense has looked, and even, you know, in worst-case scenario, as you often do, like, 19 could be a good number, you know, um, based on kind of what they've done in recent history from an offensive perspective. So that's why I was kind of him and honk. Cause I was like, 19 is really not that bad considering the year they're coming off. And then it's all about what they do because you know, it's that show me like go out and show me and I'll move you up to 15 and then you really ball out. I'll get you up to 12 and you, you know, play at the top level, you know, maybe we're getting you in that 12 to 10 range. So I think it's all about what they do this year. And, and obviously that publication is sort of projecting them forward because they sure as heck weren't 19 last year. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that take. I mean, you got to get the bell out on that one. That's a good take right there. Real good. Okay. I, I, thought, um, I thought you'd like that. I mean, I wonder why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's all. I just kind of want to touch base on those, get your opinion on some of those. Uh, there are areas that we, we've been talking about the defense the defensive line, um, the O-line, you know, where I really wanted to get your take on that one. And then especially, you know, you know like, you know, other teams, you know, you read some of them. I was reading some of those rankings and a lot of them, you know, just based on, you know, where guys are at, you know, and I think some of them, they kind of projected a little higher, you know, based on where they could be. So your take on, you know, you know, ball out, get them up there in you know, 11, 12 range. I think NFL.com did that with a few other teams already, already saying, you know, these guys are, are there. So, you know me, though. I'm always like, show me before I put you there. What are some of those teams, Griffith, that might have got some treatment and might be up higher than maybe they should be? Oh, I would have to uh, – the Packers were one of them, of course, because once again, Aaron Rodgers is going to be back to his old self, you know, even though the guy's like, you know, old and their wide receivers are terrible and um, they have no running game. So, uh, yeah. That was that was one team I thought was uh, they were rated above Detroit, and I'm just like, <laughs> so that one was all based on uh, that one was all based on Aaron Rodgers himself. So, yeah. No. Griff, Griffka, since since you took a pot shot at the end of the last show, uh, please tell me um, where the triplets of Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, and Nick Chubb were on that list. I mean, I just, they probably have five other playmakers, but just tell me where top, my top couple were, because I guarantee you they were top five. Um, I can't remember right off the top of my head. Honestly, I, I can't remember where they were off the top of my head, but I'm sure they were probably rated like number three because they listened to our podcast. And since, you know, you got a, you got a big man crush on Odell and Baker Mayfield, they're like, well, Derek Oakry knows what he's talking about, too. He's got to be top three. You know, so at, at Derek Oakry on Twitter, get it right, Grifka. Exactly. All right, so that's all you got, Grifka. Are you good for the day? Yeah, I mean, I know you teased something, you know, said you wanted to uh, mention uh, something for me to listen to or bring something up. So uh, I'm interested in oh, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got something for you. So, again, we've been encouraging people to sort of, uh, we haven't been promoting it. Again, me and Grifka are not the best when it comes to social media or like getting all our different stuff out there, but we have tried to give you guys quite a bit. Um, in regards to what we're trying to do with our show. And, and a while ago, we just sort of created that Detroit Kool-Aid cast listener line where you can call up and rant and rave. You can give a take. You can tell us feedback about the show. You can make fun of Grifka. You can um, do all types of things. So we want to encourage you to use that line. The, the number, once again, is 
272-3484. You can call that on your phone or you can actually even text us stuff. So if you don't hit us up on Twitter and you're like, man, how do I get at these guys? I want to send them a question. I want to give them something about the show or tell them how great the show is. Um, <laughs> we would love all that. And you can actually just even send us a quick text like you would your your uh, friend. Um, just shoot us a quick message and we'll read it. And uh, you may get on the show. Uh, make sure you leave your name, maybe your city where you're from. But anyway, so that's kind of been dormant. We haven't been um, using it on the show, but we did get a call. And uh, I thought I'd play it, one, because it's funny, entertaining, two, because it's directed towards you, um, and three, because uh, just to remind people that you can have some fun when you come on the uh, listener line here. I mean, uh, this is a guy, I want to say he's called Before Grifka. You may recognize him. Take a listen, and then I'll get your take. Hey, DKC, this is your old buddy Conrad down here in Huntsville, Alabama. It's been way, way too long, my friend, so I decided to call in and, and talk a little Detroit Lions. Roll Tide, baby. First thing I want to say is, Griffa, I'm always on your side, man. Okra, he don't know what he's talking what? about, man. Okra? That's just the bottom line, you hear me? question I have is, I was on that old Google machine today, and did you realize that our old number nine quarterback, Matthew Stafford, is 1,000? 475 yards away from the 40,000 mark. Now, if he gets that in a couple games, he will be the fastest player to ever hit that number as a quarterback. I will know old Oker don't care about no dumb, 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 dumb stats, but what? I know Grifka, my, Grifka, what's this mean to you, man? Does this mean anything? Or you just want that man to win some games? Anyway, I'm going to hang up now. I just called the chat. This is yours, your biggest fan. This is Stan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Conrad, he's called up the show before. He's obviously hashtag Team Grifka for life. Roll Tide, baby. Uh, but Grifka, what do you guys say about Matt Stafford and those stats he threw out? Because you know me. Just go win some football games. Yeah, that's a lot to take in on that call, to be honest. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's nice to have, but it's kind of empty if it's not, you know, if it doesn't really lead to anything. So it yeah it'd be it's cool it's it's nice to have I don't know if that's one of those things where it gets to the point like where you know I'm not worried about guys making the Hall of Fame especially the NFL Hall of Fame because it seems like every year they always put just like a bunch of guys in there and at one point I'm like who's this guy um, it's one of those stats that like if it comes to fruition and happens then people are going to be pointing towards that saying see he's a Hall of Fame quarterback best we ever had but if if it doesn't lead to any wins, no playoff wins, you know, it's obviously at this point a very poor record against teams with 500, with a 500 um, winning, you know, over 500 winning percentage. So it is, it's just kind of fruitless. So win some games. And um, if you get it, cool. I mean, if it's one of those things where you're putting up big stats, winning games and you hit that, awesome. More power to you. And I would love that. But uh, if it's one of those things he's throwing up those stats and this team just isn't what we thought it would be, then it's just kind of like, Yay, you know, nice job, but you know, here's a cookie, but there's if there's nothing behind it, it's just it's just empty. Yeah, um I'll give a quick response, but first Conrad, this is for you, bro. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. And first of all, Conrad, it's Okri, not Okra. Get it right, bro. Second of all, um, you wanted to hear from Grifka. Grifka gave your take. Are you asleep now? Because uh, just like Triple Z, uh, good old Zach Zenner, Grifka puts you to bed, I'm sure. Um, 
Matt Stafford, I don't care one lick about these stats. Oh, the quickest to this, the quickest to that. Did you watch him his first six years of his career? All he did was throw the football, especially in the fourth quarter, and put up stats. Nobody cares about any of these numbers. Oh, he's the Lions leading in everything. Yeah, because we never had a quarterback that was any good in, since the 40s or 50s or whatever. So get these stats out of here. Get these worthless numbers. Go win us games. And I don't want you winning games in September, October that don't mean anything either. How about you go win some big games on somebody else's field in December and January and preferably the playoffs. And then I'll give you some dap and then I'll say roll tide, baby. So uh, <laughs> that's my take. Grifka, <clears throat> Conrad loves you. I mean, Conrad Stan, I don't know what his name is, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's my take from Okra. So you can take that and shove it, Conrad. <laughs> okra. I think you got a new uh, nickname. Conrad, thank you. Roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> are, are are we good now, Grifka? You uh, got anything else? I don't know for the people. Uh, nope. <laughs> Everybody, we've had some fun shows this week. We got Lions football. We'll be talking about it next week. Talking about what happened uh, against the Patriots, as well as uh, all things Detroit Lions as we head uh, t- through this preseason, heading towards the regular season. So, thank you so much. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Derek Oakry, D E R E K. O-K-R-I-E, and you can get at Grifka, especially with hate tweets, at Grifka DKC. So thank you, everybody. We'll catch you next week. We're out. Pack the bag, stop the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.